Christos vos Christ. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. You are my Lord and my God. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. This confession of a Thomas affirms the Apostolic College's belief that Jesus Christ their Lord and that he is God. Many things have happened in this preceding Holy Week where we acted out the gospel in prayer and song and receiving sacraments. Some of the fathers point out that when Thomas put his restless hand into Christ's side, it was from that side that came forth blood and water blood of divinity, water of sanctification in the Holy Spirit. And so we like to say, the risen Lord is the primary source, the original sacraments God has given us because this is truly God and truly man. In saying he is Lord, we're confessing his authority over us. In saying uh, he is God, we are confessing his divinity. And there sits the Apostolic College affirming this. Through a witness, speaking for them all, of the God-man. This Gospel of John is a great sacramental gospel and teaches us much about the Lord's relationship with his Heavenly Father and how he communicates our relationship to the Heavenly Father through his divinity and humanity so that we are truly a Christian people through the body and blood of Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is not just poetry or theological speculation. It is the witness of Gospel of John, the very most beautiful sacramental gospel we have. If we look at Thomas, He's remarkable, but they all were. He will also find the empty tomb of the Virgin, which is filled with flowers. He's witnesses to not only Christ's resurrection, but the ascension of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ's mother, the Theotokos, into heaven, body and soul. For when she fell asleep, in the Lord. He came late. Seems like he's usually late. And he opened the tomb where she was laid. And he found it empty, but filled with flowers and beautiful. 
odor of sanctity. It was not fitting that the body that gave birth to our Lord should undergo corruption. It was fitting that she should join him in death as she had witnessed his death on the cross. And it's not fitting that her body would be corrupted so her son came down like a son would and picked up his earthly mother and took her to heaven. The dormition, the falling asleep of the virgin. This beauty of our faith, the relationship of Thomas to witness to, I like to call him the believing Thomas. For when he saw the physical evidence, when he saw the Lord, when he saw the tomb of the virgin empty, he believed and confessed the divinity of Jesus Christ. We should all have that faith and that belief and meditate long and hard. And when John, in John's Gospel, chapter 22, I believe it is, he confesses to his beloved disciple, the teenager, behold your mother. And the next line is, he took her into his home. But the home of a person is not just a building he lives in, but it's his heart. So he took his, uh, the mother of Jesus Christ into his heart. And if you read the Acts of the Apostles very closely, you know when the descent of the Holy Spirit came, she was in their midst. And she was teaching them. And if you look at John's Gospel, that is like a Marian Gospel. Because it's all about conception, birth, birthing Jesus, her love for the child, and the beauty of the child, and Joseph who stands in wonder at this miraculous birth. The capstone of Christianity is the resurrection. But that resurrection was not a lonely one. It would be no shock to realize that uh, Christ, the Son of God, and our Lord would be, go to heaven. That's where he belonged. The right hand of the Father, as we say in the Creed, there he sits in his beautiful glory. But it is news that every baptized Christian has the same destiny. And so we sing on these two Sundays, all been baptized in Christ and put on Christ. Alleluia. Through baptism, we become part of that glorious body given to him by the Virgin, loved by the Father, and rose in glory. For 40 days now, we celebrate his visits amongst us. It is not everybody could recognize him. Even some of the apostles did not really see, unless he gave them that faculty. And then they would confess, my Lord and my God. He walked through solid things, through doors. 
he gave blessings. He instituted the Holy Sacrament of the Forgiveness of Sins, chapter 24, John's Gospel. Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. Whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. He said this to the apostolic community so they could bring the consolation of forgiveness to their brothers and sisters who are especially in serious sin. And at this time of year, we always, Holy Thursday, usually go to confession to prepare to greet our Lord in the resurrection in the body and blood of Christ. In the body and blood of the Christ we receive in the Holy Eucharist at communion is the same glorified body that rose and is at the right hand of God the Father Almighty in heaven. And the apostolic community again there was given the, the possibility to say, lest we say, consecrate bread and wine into his body and blood. And they did it a special meal, a Passover-like meal. And that bread and wine, which was part of that ritual, Jesus said, this is my body and this is my blood. It was 1,400 years before anybody attacked that understanding. And now we have people who are not knowledgeable, who are not faith-filled, who are not confessing their sins so that they can receive body and blood in Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, in Slavonic, they go to church to greet communion, they say, Hospod moj, Bog moj, my Lord and my God. That means he is your overlord. He is your ruler. He is the king of your hearts. And he comes to you to sanctify you with divine grace. Grace which is a product of the Trinity sanctifying us, the divine energies, and making us one with the body and one with the Lord's body in glory. All of you, every one of you, including me, were under the same curse of death. It was not God's intention. We brought that on ourselves, our ancient parents, and we were changed. Before that, we were not capable of death. We had a special body. But once we sinned by disobeying God, and God comes and walks in the evening with Adam, Adam talked with God. We do that with difficulty and waiting for a word for him in prayer. And Adam talked with God. And he came to find him, and he looked down. He said, where are you? He knew where he was. Why are you hiding? Why are you putting clothes on? An innocent body doesn't need clothes. Only a body subject to passions needs clothes. And the first clothes we're getting is that one in baptism. But that curse of death doesn't leave us. 
only through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and be again participating in what the, Paul calls the mystical body of Christ. We are that body. And we have to hope in that. That's where our hope lies. And if we have hope, we also have charity and we have faith. They work together in our risen Lord, enthroned in glory, constantly amongst us in the sacrament of the altar, feeding on his body and blood so we might grow in this journey to our heavenly glory, which is promised us. All that took place. The apostles, when they sat there or stood or whatever, hiding out of fear of the Jews, and Jesus walked through the door. They recognized the wounds that gave us the, the sacraments. They recognized the body that died on the cross for us, but glorified a different body. Just like our body, in which we sow in death, will be rise up on the last day, a glorified body, like Jesus' body. We contemplate, my brothers and sisters, the faith of Thomas. He had his doubts. But when he recognized the glorified Christ, he confessed his faith. Let us always recognize the glorified Christ, especially in our hearts and in the sacraments as we receive Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Well, how? When Jesus in John 6, that's way in the front there, John 6, the prologue, confesses who he is. Beautiful. That was a hymn in the early church that was sung. And then he tells him, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you do not have life in you. Some, it says, walked with him no more. They could, it was hard for them to accept. It's true because he said it. We need no other proof than the word of God. Jesus Christ is the word of God. And in that room there, and in Emmaus, they recognized him in the Eucharist, in the breaking of the bread. And they said, my Lord and my God. It should warm you up in your heart and have you giving thanks on your lips that we are Christians who are fed in the body and blood of the Lord and learn to say with Thomas, my Lord and my God, and to remove from our lives any obstacle to the sanctification we receive in the Holy Eucharist. As a priest, I've been at the bedside of not many, many people, but quite a few. And I always take with me a particle of the body of Christ from the chalice and some of the precious blood. So if that person cannot eat, we usually don't eat two weeks before we start when dying, we don't eat. And uh, so I, if I see he cannot swallow or there's oxygen and things like that where the precious body of our Lord might get caught, 
I give him the precious blood on his tongue. I remember on one picture occasion, I was giving the precious blood to this person. They just went, <laughs> waiting for the bread from heaven. The bread for the journey is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. This is the apostolic teaching. When you read your scripture, do not doubt the words of the Lord. Do not doubt his appearance. And do not doubt he was with us for 40 days to prove he was the risen Lord. And do not doubt that we will rise again if we eat his body and blood and live as best we can in a state of grace. Don't think you are your own judge. Don't think you can make up your mind about anything. We confess my Lord and my God. And we submit ourselves completely to his saving presence and grace amongst us. We have not been left as orphans. He is amongst us still doing his saving work. And I think it's really foolish, stupid, to think you can make decisions about that. Read in scripture and believe. And say with Thomas, my Lord and my God, and fall down in worship. He is your savior through his body and blood, and which he feeds you in the holy gifts of the altar. Holy Eucharist. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.